0: The Money Show
1: ad feature
0: with Andy Rice.
1: So, Andy, uh, you sent some clippings from newspapers, and I, I really couldn't make it or tell of them. I'm afraid. So, I, I'm curious for an explanation as to what these things were. I get very bored um, when I when I sort like, of trying to look at newspapers, and I can't make sense of them.
0: Well, it was, they were both. Um, there were two print advertisements. One from the Sunday Times, uh, which was a double page spread. Um, and that on the Sunday just gone, and one from Business Day to Day, um, also a double page spread, and a, a very interesting one for the content and one for the art direction. But I'll just um, do the, the latter first. It was a MedBank Bank CIB. Um, in, uh, division advertisement, and effectively across a double page spread, if you can think of a, a think like a bar chart going from zero bottom left to full, full, fully on the page top right, so that you you get the sense of growth, which is the message they were trying to get across, then uh, each of the bars of this uh, hypothetical bar chart is filled with copy about netbank CIB. So it leaves you with the impression visually before you read the copy of concepts like growth uh, attached to the to the bank. And that's what they're obviously trying to get over. I think it works. I think it's nice because it integrates art direction with copy, So it's not just like reading a couple of pages normally of a newspaper. There's a visual device behind it which says something. Um, My only my only slight gripe is that I think that they try to pack too much copy into the bars uh of the that's chart.
1: where i got I, mean, I got frustrated i mean i just i looked at yeah. it and i mean i can't
0: read that um well, and, Nick, and, i i think someone at nedbank said well hang on we're paying for all this uh, uh space we're not going to use where else can we use it let's reduce the size of the font so we can get more copy in um you know so that's, that's just a a, a guess but um, i think that's where the ad has uh, it's interesting it's visible it's breakthrough but I'm not sure that people are going to get um, drawn into that very intimidating slab of, of coffee.
1: Yeah, and it was very, very dense. And I didn't get the fragrance challenge either. That was in the Sunday Times. Sunday
0: Times. That was in the Sunday Times. Uh, again, a big budget piece of advertising across a double page spread in the Sunday Times. And it's it's um, an interesting topic that crops up quite regularly. Um, uh, in, in terms of generics of the, the top of the market designer perfumes. And this is a, a company, that, I think it's the same one, who's been challenging the industry for quite some time to uh, price presumably the, uh, the, the, the top-selling, uh, top-imagery fragrances uh, at a more accessible price to the rest of, of the market. So you've got brands that they claim to be uh, not just copying, but to be matching in every respect, all of the big brands you can think of, whether it's Fahrenheit or um, Aramis or um, Chanel Number no. Five, even. And, and they claim that their their um, their product costs the liquid alone costs uh, only some some thirty uh, odd rands, and re- can retail for fifty rands for, for, for a bottle of perfume. Which obviously, as we all know. From um, even you know, from duty-free shops, that uh, that is ridiculously inexpensive. Uh, whether it raises any intellectual property issues, I'm not sure. I would imagine it would do. Uh, if it's being done without permission, but um, I'm not a, uh, an expert on on marketing law, so I'd leave that to someone else to to comment. What's for me quite interesting is that they want to with challenges to the the, the rest of the industry to to justify I, I imagine what they're what they're charging, um, but. Um, What's quite interesting is that they're taking the famous brands, which, not famous brands in terms of yeah. company, but the famous fragrance brands, and they're basically saying we can we can match the these, um, and this, uh, and we're challenging the, the manufacturers to to dispute that fact, and then they'll give away money to charity if they're proved wrong, all the usual sort of stuff. Um, but what it what it fails to do is to recognise what brands are built on in this category: the the, the high imagery driven, reputationally driven. Uh, brands like the like the original uh, fragrances are propped up by um, sophistication, by uh, imagery, um, by what they would what would be called these days um, the scarcity heuristic, which means simply that that people's uh, tendency is to uh, add value to things that appear to be in in short supply or scarce, like luxury goods and fragrances, and so they're going to end up actually. Uh, Trying the base of the very brands they're trying to emulate uh, because they will be taking away all of those scarcity cues and scarcity um, uh, benefits. Uh, so we, I think it's just worth watching to see what happens and see whether um, what, what the, I think their plan is, is indeed their plan.
1: Excellent. And then Caltex is rebranding. Isn't Caltex a derivation of Texaco already? And now it's sort of re- rebranding.
0: Well, yes, uh, this is this is my hero for tonight because um, I think it's 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 quite courageous. What's basically happened, it seems to me, is that the Caltex license for Southern Africa, which was previously um, uh, uh, the, the company has been, has been bought out. I think by Glen Coors. your territory more than mine, Bruce? But essentially. Um, They were faced with a decision that they had to uh, relinquish the Caltex brand. And so all of those 850-odd service stations and and lubricant places and uh, offices and everything else are now going to bear the rather intriguing orange and purple colors of Astron Energy in place of uh, Caltex. And there's been so many... um, it changes over the, over the years since fuel started to be retailed in the early part of the 20th, 20th century. Now, we, we're all familiar with names that are not, no longer around, like Texaco and Chevron and a few others. Um, uh, and Sashol's been built from scratch. So there's been a lot of money spent in this category, and it's not cheap to, to do up a, a, a filling station to the standards required. But that, and that's why I think it's a, it's a courageous decision to do a proper rebranding job, complete redesign of identity, and, as um, I uh, say, 850 service stations is just the, the, the one aspect of what they're going to do. I, I think they've done it professionally. I think they're, they're, they're implementing it uh, solidly. They're prepared to put a lot of money behind it, and they're prepared, I think, by implication, to uh, bank on the Southern African market as a good source of business for the foreseeable future.
1: So that's your hero this evening, which is lovely. You've got two zeros for us.
0: Um, Well, I've got one classical zero, um, which is uh, a a, a television commercial I've only been able to see once, for which I'm quite grateful. Um, uh, I can't really, I can't find a decent copy of it on on, uh, Mm. uh, online databases either. But it's for, a couple of weeks back, we gave a, a zero to... I can't remember which brand it was now, but it's for, for the use of children in playing in kind of sophisticated adult roles in advertising. And uh, this is a, a, a plumbing new depths in terms of that. It's it's for a, um, a company called Alert Engine Parts, uh, and the name is sufficiently clear, I think, to demonstrate what they do. Um, they part of the motors group, so they're, they're a, should be a big, strong uh, organization, and I'm quite sure they are, but not through their marketing they, they've been running this commercial featuring um, young children aged, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, dressed up in adult clothing uh, as mechanics in the workshop, fitting uh, ill-judged and, and not very high-quality parts. When if you go to um, Alert Engine Parts or one of their retailers, you'll be able to get the perfect thing when that's for when OK is not OK enough. It's it's ghastly, really. is the budget for... for, for um, I don't know, for, 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 for wardrobe and for uh, sets and everything else, is probably pocket change. And it really is the most extraordinary. It, it's kind of a, the modern equivalent of those calendars that you used to get in workshops and places. Ah,
1: okay, got you. Got you on that one. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm not sure what you find so offensive about, well, I do know exactly what you find offensive about this, but let's have a little listen to an example yeah. of something that you would like to... Um, have a word about The BMW 3 Series is not just a car. It's an iconic symbol of freedom. Standard with a glass sunroof, M Sport package, parking assist, BMW live cockpit professional and more. You can drive the iconic BMW 318i M Sport from $8299 per month. Find it online at buy.bmw.co.za Offer from BMW Financial Services, an authorized FSP and registered credit provider based on a rate of 4.77% linked with mileage parameters. Total cost of 472.596 includes a 10% deposit, fees and 48 installments valid until 31 December 2021. Subject to availability, T's and C's apply. Which half of that advert did you not like, Andy? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, it is just about half, actually, so half of the airtime. It's it's doubling the cost of the advertising, in effect, to have to list all of those terms and conditions. It seems utterly pointless to me, and it's nothing to do with BMW. It'll be some uh, financial services board or something will will be imposing it, or maybe even the advertising uh, council, I'm not sure. But to to pack all of that minutiae of factual and financial data into the second half of the ad destroys your memory of what they were selling in terms of a, a lovely BMW In in the the first half. And I can't remember that stuff. You're not going to, at this stage in in brand consideration, you're not the slightest bit concerned about the financing. And I think it's just ridiculous. It completely destroys a very competent professional campaign from BMW having to tag on all of this stuff at the end. Can't understand it. Should be stopped. And
1: this this one is actually quite a measured one because so often. It goes, T and C's apply. T and C's apply. And it gets rushed through like anything else. It's a regulatory requirement. I was listening to a UK radio session the other day where I worked many, many years ago and just listening to formats and stuff. And I was listening to their adverts as well. Their financial services adverts have got exactly the same disease as ours do, except they do that enforced gobbledygook nonsense at the end three times faster than we do, and it's almost as if it's a protest against the stupidity of the requirement.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think all you really need to say at the end is watch out for the small print and leave it at that, because that's essentially what you're going to do when you're actually sitting across the desk from the salesperson. Um, and you're certainly not going to remember that it was uh, uh, whatever all those millions of figures were that we heard in the ad. It, it, it is an imposition on brands and it's making their advertising twice as expensive literally and uh, by no means uh, assisting the communication of the brand message probably considerably harming it
1: thank you andy rice branding and advertising expert andy rice with his regular heroes and zeros from the world of advertising